Today's Diana Prince is Adriana Keefe. Adriana is a real estate dropout turned human design coach and motivational speaker. And she's not your average nine to five success story. After experiencing her own quarter life crisis, she discovered the power of harnessing unique energy to create unstoppable success. Adriana is an award-winning 4-6 manifesting generator. She's also a wife, a mother of three, and a, mo- and a lover of wine and binge-watching new girl. She brings her down-to-earth personality and no-nonsense approach to everything she does. And if you're not familiar what a 4-6 manifesting generator is, well, that's what we're here to find out because we are going to cover human design with Adriana. Adriana, thank you for joining me on Diana Prince. Thank you so much for having me. I love the concept of everything that this show is. So I'm really oh, honored wonderful. to be here. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm actually more excited to talk about human design today. And this is just my excuse here. I'm going to throw this out there. I have been in corporate pretty much my whole life. And human design is a new concept for me. And I'm going to say maybe maybe it, it exists in corporate, but I've never heard of it. I'm familiar like with the Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. And I've been exposed to methods like that to get to your optimal productivity. So when I came out into my own business and there were so many methods out there that I've heard of, I was ecstatic about them. It's just because it's all new. And what I love about them, there's so many paths that you can use to optimize performance. But what fascinated me about them all is that they embrace your natural ebb and flow. And I did look through the information that you gave me on human design, and it's no different. It's basically the self-acceptance of where your strengths are and how to utilize them. So I really love it. And I'm, that's all the more reason why I'm so glad that you decided to come on with me today, because I, I just want to bring it out to the audience. If there's anybody out there that has not heard about human design, man, they gotta, they gotta. So uh, I agree. I'm thinking that maybe we can get started by getting a little background about your quarter life crisis. And I believe that's how you found human design. Yeah. yeah. So what's the story? Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll do the abbreviated version because, oh, my gosh, did that take a while? Um, Well, when I was young, I always had a love of animals. I actually have a brand new kitten that I just adopted a few days ago right next Mm -hmm. to me. So he's probably going to jump on my lap at some point. And I went to school for veterinary. And then um, being in school after this after school, I found I couldn't even pay my bills with that income. So I left there and I went to the real estate career. By then, I was a mom of young kids. And I found myself, while I was winning awards, while I was supporting my family, everything looked great from the outside, right? Mm-hmm. And on the inside, I felt like I was dying. I was so anxious. I was so stressed out. I wasn't sleeping. An entire summer went by and I realized I hadn't done anything fun with my oldest daughter. We hadn't done anything. And that's when it hit me of like, I'm not happy. There has to be a way that you can enjoy your work and enjoy mm-hmm. your life. And that, unfortunately, that's not how I was raised. And my parents did the best they could. They they were taught the same way I was taught. Work hard. Money doesn't grow on trees. All of that. And I I hired a few life coaches. And this was a process. Eventually, I landed with one life coach who really changed the trajectory of my life. Um, and then I also, I took up yoga at the same time. So yoga and this coach really, I guess, 
pushed me into this idea of having faith, sense of spirituality. I grew up, I have a lot of trauma in my history, and I I didn't believe there was anything else that because why why it would have saved me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until this that this work that I started to recognize that there is something bigger than us out there. And I had what I really consider my spiritual awakening, at least one of them. I believe we can have many of them. Mm-hmm. And yoga led me into breathwork, meditation, um, the importance of nutrition, all of these things. And this life coach synergistically was teaching me about the mind-body-soul connection. And I was very much struggling with this sense of feeling like a quitter because I would start things and I'd get so bored and I'd be like, this isn't this isn't it for me. And I want to go on to something else. And people in my life, although they love me, I never felt understood. They would always be like, why can't you just stick with any one thing? And it started to eat away at me. I was like, I don't know. I'm just I'm not fulfilled. And when my life coach introduced me to this thing called human design, it wasn't a personality test, which is why I loved it, because those things, it just never never vibed with me. I was like, of course I got that answer. I just put these these answers in. Mm-hmm. And she put in my date of birth and my time of birth and my place of birth. And it popped up with this information that was exactly what I had been feeling for the years. It was, I'm a manifesting generator by human design, which means that I'm someone who's here to be multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate, doing a lot of things all the time, loves to be challenged with new things, eventually gets bored and wants to move on or teach it to others and then move on. And that nothing was wrong with me. I wasn't broken. And I could not comprehend how this thing knew so much about me. And that sent me down that rabbit hole of it's it's astrology based. So that's mm-hmm. why it was based on time of birth and everything like that. And I I haven't really looked back since. It was just that validation that I felt that I needed um, to really step up and step out and be the person with the strong voice that I'm that I'm here to be. Yeah, I actually get it. How long has human design been around? Do you know? Since 1987. Since 1987? Okay. I went through a similar episode with a coach, but they, she used a, what is called a disc assessment. Mm-hmm. And it was the same, it was the same realization that things that I would think of were flaws in my personality or in my being that I've been trying to fix all these years were actually things that I can utilize to uh, achieve my goals. And it's so funny. It's like we're taught, right? And I guess it it would be the same thing that productivity is something about changing your behavior and your habits. That's not the right approach. So when I did introduce you, you you are a 4-6 manifester. I think you dove into it a little bit with when in your background but can you just highlight what that means exactly like, yeah absolutely so there's there's the five mean, high yeah, level how types. did you find that out <laughs> oh yes yeah too so so uh, you can actually download it right on my website there's a chart mm-hmm. much like i mean everyone's pretty much familiar with astrology so mm-hmm. it's similar to that right on my website they can download it adrianakeef.com free and you put in your birth information and it populates and it will tell you there's five types within the human design system manifesting generator, generator, manifester, projector, and reflector. And then it goes deeper than that. So at the highest level, the types are typically what what resonate the most and where you can find a lot of the quick and easy information that is really helpful most of the time. Um, But the majority of us really need to dig a little bit deeper into things like the profile, which is my number four, six. My profile numbers really helped me come back to home with like who I was 
Um, much of my life, I was told I was too much. I had to sit down. I had to be quiet. Um, and then after my trauma, uh, the problem was ignored. And so again, that taught my inner child that I had to be quiet and not speak up. And so the line four is someone who has a large social network, is someone who's very um, connected with all these people and relationships. And immediately that did not resonate with me because I was like, there's no way. Like I've always felt like I hid myself for a long time. I didn't, mm -hmm. I felt like I would be too big of an energy for groups. So I just stopped introducing myself. Well, it turns out I actually really love meeting people and I love going to networking events and conferences and being myself. But after years of pushing it down, it hadn't resonated with me. But I that four line got me reconnected to humanity, essentially. And then there was the line six, which is called the role model. And that's a bit more of an in-depth one. But it's someone who essentially goes through a lot of tough crap when they're kids or, you know, in the first 30 years or so of their life where they have to evolve from and disengage from and go on a healing journey, which is actually where I'm in right now. I'm following that that process exactly before I even knew about it. And then um, come back and re-engage with life with all that they've learned through their healing and through their process to be the role model and show people really what life is to be lived here. Wow. Wow. So how long ago did you discover this? And how, how long ago have you been on this path? Like, it was during so COVID. Knowing four, six. Just even know. Oh, yeah. How long? Well, it was during COVID that my coach had showed me that. Yes. Okay. So human design didn't come into my life until 2020. Um, yeah. And then so I picked it apart just piece by piece, which is what I'd recommend for anyone or else you get really overwhelmed if you go too deep down the rabbit hole and then you just want to call it quits. Um, I just started with understanding the manifesting generator and what that meant for me. And then a little while later, I started to introduce myself to the profile numbers and what that looked like. And with each step, I had to decondition because we're we're so conditioned to sh to be a certain way. And I had to let go of that conditioning. I had to do the deep work, find myself, do a lot of crying, a lot of releasing, mm -hmm. a lot of being brave enough to step out and be who my design really tells me that I am. And then when I did that, it was like everything else just aligned. Everything else just, there was so much more flow. Yeah, it's wonderful. I, that resonates with me now being a business owner that I get to kind of embrace and, and work the way I want to and, and embrace certain, every aspect of me and figuring out what my next step is. But let's uh, go into the life crisis. I've had several of them. I'm in my 50s now, and it was always a process of fixing. You touched on it, trying to fix what, what you thought was broken to achieve your goal, to get yourself out of these crisis mode. And for me, I'm very analytical. Always thought I was analytical, right? And of course, that that analysis all comes back to me. What am I doing wrong? What behaviors do I need to change? It, it it's what we learn that to get out of to get out of your own way to get to achieve something. It's about changing behavior, changing changing your habits, and everything like that. And sometimes it works, but most times it goes into what you just mentioned in the fact that make that something that doesn't really need fixing. That needs the self-acceptance. How does human design help us get through that? Aside from the awareness piece, is what other aspects of human designs are there? There is the awareness, and then there is what? Human design can hold the answers to most anything that I've found. 
Um, whether it's what is my purpose here in life or how do I market my business? There's there's a lot of in between. And what I've found is through identifying just understanding your center. So if anyone's familiar with the chakra system, it's very similar, except um, human design system understands that at some point in our in our past 1700s, we split off from being seven centered beings to nine centered beings. So within the body graph, you see that there's nine centers. And when you're looking at it, you can see that there's some that are colored in and some that are not. The ones that are not colored in means that you're taking in a lot of energy from your surroundings, from the people around you. You don't have your own consistent way of being there. And this is where, no, granted, you can be conditioned for a lot of things, no matter what. But in those open centers, this is where we can hold a lot of conditioning and a lot of ebbing and flowing based on who we're around and really losing sight of ourselves. So within those centers, you can like one by one in the centers start to decondition, start to question the things that are coming up for you based on whatever whatever that is. For example, the root center, a lot of people are familiar with that. It's all about stress and pressure. And it's how do I operate under pressure and stress? Do I do well when I procrastinate and do all right, right what it's due, which is me. I actually do better when I procrastinate and do it right before it's due. Or does that cause me to make mistakes? And, you know, that's going back to productivity, which is funny because I used to teach productivity and time blocking and things like that before I ever knew human design. Mm -hmm. And man, it's like I teach it in a totally different way now. But you can also start to understand the pieces that maybe the inner you needs, like the child of you needed that she or he did not get as a child, because it will help you understand how you were naturally designed to speak or or flow through life or listen to your intuition. And the world just shuts us down. And yeah, it's not that they mean to, like, you know, most of our parents do our best and our family and friends and neighbors, but we were all told we were supposed to do the same exact path in life. And that just can't be. And so when you're understanding the little tweaks, the little uniqueness parts of your design, you're letting that child who most of the time in most healthy situations was shining through singing in the streets and doing whatever before she got shut down you're letting her come back out and letting her find her purpose through that so that those are the pieces that I had to work on I'm still working on I'm just like you said you're in a, you've had multiple crises and I'm in a, another spiritual awakening right now where it's healing from that trauma that manifested as symptoms in my body over the past few months and I feel like I've gone down a rabbit hole here. I'm trying to like reel it back no, in. No, I, <laughs> it's okay. I do. I have a follow up question. Can I join? Yeah, I, go ahead. I interject it because you mentioned you're half Latina, mm -hmm. right? When you're talking about uh, that child that was silenced, was it from your Latina side that you were supposed to be seen and not heard? Because I definitely experienced that. You really didn't have a lot of room to voice an opinion. You know, that's <laughs> so my, funny that you bring you know, this up. So it's huh? It's so funny that you bring this up. Something just recently happened around that. And so I think the universe is now telling me, okay, we need to we need to work through this. Um, what's interesting is I, you know, my my mother is very white. She came, her family's from like Pennsylvania. My father's from Puerto Rico. And I grew up in a very middle class white town. Mm -hmm. Um and I never, I had my little friend group, but I never really fit in with like the larger groups of kids. And I would try to, and it just didn't feel like I was seen or heard or 
my energy was too much, right? Always that too much. And then as I grew a little older, I started to recognize that I really, really loved like when I'd go to the club and there was a, a group of my my friend who was also Puerto Rican and she would have all her Latina friends there and they would be dancing and they'd be loud. And I was like, oh, my God, this is my vibe. But I don't look Hispanic. And that I, I was like this in between. And I felt like I had no place. And just recently at a conference, this this happens where nobody, nobody, this was not on anybody but myself, where I felt like I didn't belong because one of my coaches um, was there and she is also Puerto Rican. And she was with another group of beautiful dancing Latina women. And then there was like these other groups of non-Hispanic people. And I would, I don't know, I was like trying to approach each group, each situation. And I never felt like I belonged. And I, I see right now that I'm still some, I have to process that. I'm still mm -hmm. working through that. So it's interesting that maybe it's because my father is Puerto Rican and not my mom. I wasn't really quieted from that side of the family more okay. than I was from the other side of the family. Okay, so, so, so is that a, maybe a mom thing? I'm not sure. Oh, it's a, it, yeah, it would be a mom thing. I just, like, <laughs> I know from my culture that a lot of the time we are silenced as kids. I was the negotiator in the family <laughs> that, would, that yes. would be the only one that dared approach my mother on, on maybe a different approach for how to talk to us. And believe me, opinions are not something that is looked upon. Back to human design and helping it kind of coax out these wonderful things that are inside of us that we that we have never been nurtured by anyone. I guess, were you, would you, fair to say that you probably thought you were shy, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. I thought I was introverted. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the fact, all oh, the introversion too. Because mm -hmm. right there, I could tell you off the bat, I let my my introversion lead my life thinking, well, this is my personality trait. This is what I do. This is how I ended up in doing what I do in corporate. And it's like, I always thought that I needed to blend into the wall. This is what I do. And here we are talking on video and on a podcast. It was very important. And I know that human design has the elements in there from what I've seen. I've downloaded the lesson, the terminology I have to get my head around. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of items here that you really need to have somebody coach you through to understand. But what I want to jump to, because you did touch upon it, is the decision-making authority, mm -hmm. right? I, so let's, can we talk about this one a little bit on the decision-making authority and how these particular body parts um, that you mentioned here help us get to make decisions that we're comfortable with, that mm -hmm. we're confident in when, and get us off the, you know, vacillation process. Yes. Human design at its core is about listening to your body's communication. It's about tapping into the body consciousness and out of the head. We've all had a moment in time where an opportunity was presented to us and immediately our body was like, this is a yes, this is a full body yes. And then what follows is the overthinking that I don't have the time, I don't have the money, my husband wouldn't let me, blah, 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 blah. We go down that path. This is about getting out of the mind. The mind was not made to make decisions. Your body will tell you everything that you need to know. It's just like when people are burning out like crazy these days and it manifests in them getting autoimmune diseases and being hospitalized and all these other ailments. So within human design, your authority is the word that they use for how you're designed to make decisions. 
And it connects you to a certain place of your body, one of your centers, that is really your strongest. It's like the MVP. Mm-hmm. For me, mine is the solar plexus, emotional. What was yours? I don't. I can't make it out. I, that's actually my next question to you, uh-huh. Adriana, because I'm very new in this journey here with where I'm allowing myself to make mm-hmm. decisions emotionally. I'm analytical. I am the one that does the pros and cons list. It's in my head, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So so what would you say to somebody like me that's just getting started? I, I couldn't tell you where I'm at. I, I looked at it over and over again, and I am now developing a gut feeling because I'm allowing myself to do that. So that's why this thing hit me. It hit me right in the face. You know, like, hmm. <laughs> you know, it hit well, me when right you download me. your chart on the website, it tells you. It says a full okay. 40, and then it says which one you are. Okay. So take yeah, a look I, at that. I did not get the chart. It was a lot to take in. So I don't know where I'm going to fall here, but I will follow up with you on that one. Yes. I get that chart. But it's just fascinating. I mean, it's just bringing it out to the audience. The fact that there is another process mm-hmm. besides a pros and cons list on post-it notes yeah. <laughs> on mm-hmm. how to get to your to your answer, getting out of your head. Mm-hmm. Not all logical. I'm a logical person. But I say that only because that is what I had. It's mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying that was right. I don't know that. I I think I, I would have achieved a lot more had I had that, the, the gut development. It, it, it is the only essence of what I had, the tools I had. So that's the only reason I'm sitting there still and just getting started. Yeah. We'll have another conversation when I figure out where, where I land. I'll get the chart. But I, I just want to direct the audience to this one because when I saw it, I'm like, okay, this is something everybody needs to look at. Because if anything, if you're in business and if you're a professional in the working mode, to know and embrace how you make these decisions and to be able to pull yourself out of your head and start going with your gut is everything. That's why this was so important. If you're not familiar with human design and and all the other stuff doesn't make sense, go to this Mm -hmm. because this will at least get you started, I think, as a path. I think it's the most visible where you can actually see how this can help you achieve your greatness. Mm-hmm. So that that's what it meant to me. It's like, get out of your head, stop doing the pros yes. and cons, start developing a, a, you know, a gut feeling. And, and, you know, I had a, by the way, I also had a look at all these uh, definitions. Really interesting. There's one, okay, let's go down to the spleen, right? <laughs> we don't think of the spleen as a, part of the body where we're going to get an answer. How does that, I'm going to leave it to you because you're the the (laughs) expert. I I looked at these things. I'm like, okay, I I can get that. I understand that. Okay. And then I get to spleen. (laughs) Yes. Well, the splenic center, I mean, human design system is a system that combines many different systems with astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching, the chakra system, quantum mechanics. And so all of these combined make up this system. So it goes back to the chakra system. And the splenic center is the one that's known from like caveman days, like health, safety, intuition. When do I run from that tiger that's chasing me? That's what the splenic center is all about. But it really, it it houses intuition. So if your authority- Would that be the same, that's fight or flight mechanism that we we hear more often of? Yeah. 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 I would say yes. I mean, fight or flight is a full body response. 
Um, but I would say that, yes, the splenic center is probably a big there's fear. Fear is a part of the splenic center. Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, so if you have splenic authority, you're someone who's designed to make your your decisions through your intuition. And it's something you really have to build that trust muscle with because society has disempowered us. They've taken the decision making process away from us and telling us that we don't know right, that we have to analyze, that we have to make the pros and cons list and blah, blah, blah that our body doesn't know. And so mm-hmm. this is about learning to trust yourself again, yourself, not not what everyone else tells you is the best way to make a decision, nothing else. Your soul, your energetics, everything knows what's right for you. Mm-hmm. So someone with the splenic authority would be someone who really needs to work on building that trust muscle with their intuition. And what does intuition look like for you? Because it can look different for everyone. And just knowing what piece of your puzzle is that way you can make decisions can help you move through every, even if you touch nothing else in human design for the rest of your life, making decisions based on what's right for you and what's accurate for you can change everything in your life for the better. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. I'm going to definitely take a a deeper look in the uh, decision-making authority and just get my arms around it. Everything was just fascinating here. I want to, let's see. Where are we at? Okay. Well, we're actually um, have to close out our conversation. We're we're at the tail end of it, um, to be quite honest. So I just looked at our time and I enjoyed our conversation so much, Adriana. But I do keep it short for our listeners and our watchers. So I want to thank you for joining me here today and just shedding the light on human design. For anyone that's out there who's new, I I thought it was so important for me to interview you and just get it from my perspective, somebody who's new. It was a pleasure. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So just to close it out, I want everyone to just tune into Adriana's No BS Human Design Podcast to get real advice from someone who has been there. So whether you're looking for that extra push or just curious about unlocking your true potential, Adriana has you covered. If you want to just learn a little bit more about Adriana and her services, there's a link to her website in the description. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me.